0: is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR.
1: Final segment here of the Blitz on a Monday. Always having fun. Always plenty to get to. We love the NFL. We if love... you're not
0: having fun, what are you doing? Uh, ain't that the truth.
1: And I don't know why. Why did I cut the music there? So That's what Willy, they say, the man, because you, you try not a to a have second. fun.
0: you trying, you're trying to try,
1: win? I'm to too serious you you're so now, right? professional. Oh, yeah. Big, big radio guy. Ooh. I know. I wore my
0: suit today because I mean, I'm dressed for success. You know, you, you was down there on the side, side, doing all them interviews, talking to mm. all the important people, oh, yeah. rubbing shoulders uh-huh. with, the, with the Coach Tomlins I mean, yep, uh-huh. of the world, the media guru of the world and that's right I'm just saying I mean we, we know that one legend is stepping away in terms of Ed Bouchette you're the oh, next that legend true. that's stepping in I already see what's going on you're setting up to forget about me it's okay I, I'm gonna tell everybody that I know you I can't I can't write All right. listen I'm gonna tell everybody that I know you you my claim to fame I know it was we did a show before he became big big time we did a show together guys what do you mean
1: You go, if I ever am the one who goes big big time you're coming with me alright
0: Uh uh uh. Uh-uh. know what you're talking you, about. You forget about me you can be like listen man you know, but, but, but I'm am a PJ guy. That's what you're gonna be calling. So you already threw the PJ. You said you got high standards because the product which you grew up in. You got helicopters that show up for stolen cars in your part of the woods, right? In your neck of the woods. I don't get that on my side of town. On my side of town, we might get a phone call and a text. Okay, you got whole helicopters out there. So clearly, all right, our our our, our taste is a little bit different. You know, you have a more luxurious taste. Where mine is a little bit more, uh, you know, fast food variety. But they both I love work. Fast food. But but you know you McDonald's listen after this? I, I didn't know you even knew how to get to McDonald's. I thought you only ate once oh, for lunch. Oh please. You know Benihanas for breakfast. That that was you. What's the PJ if you can't have the homies with you on the PJ? Hey man, I, I'm a Coattail rider. Don't worry about me. I will ride the Coattail. I don't have an issue with it at all. Listen, I'm a part, I I'm a part of the entourage. That's me. Oh nice. I'm the entourage guy. Which one are you? Oh see, I ain't want to go that route. I'm just an entourage guy. Okay, that's fair. I'm an entourage guy. That's fair. Yeah.
1: Listen, just so you know, I mean, if I've ever got some, you know. Some Pat McAfee show type thing. I mean, I'm taking you with me. Uh-oh. right Hey, don't, now. You, don't you worry. Hey, now. We're going to be sitting there in our own studio. Oh. I thought you said you owned kick this place. Kicking field
0: goals during breaks. Ain't that the truth, right? <laughs> I said, boy, that's how you know you got the whole setup.
1: <laughs> My been man, LeJay, like, I'm just going to shoot
0: and hoops on, on commercial break. Like, what? All right. Like, Can we get that here? I could touch both walls in here on commercial Can break. We... <laughs> you don't even have enough room to I run suicide. Say, what? I mean. what? And we if we if we bring my son in here we we feel claustrophobic in this room. What Oh that? man. I ain't that the truth.
1: It is our little special corner of, of It's the intimate setup. That's so the way he, it's it's
0: intimate. Yes.
1: I tell you, I tell you. All right, let's get to some of these tweets here and some more thoughts uh as we roll through um kind of our initial draft reaction show here. TJ Watt fan tweets us. Hey now. And says uh, what do you guys think about the possibility of Calvin Austin potentially, you know, returning some kicks along with Gunnar Olszewski? I feel like Austin could be Austin could be really good at that.
0: Yeah, he's the guy that's going to challenge Gunnar the most. Uh not just for returning reps but for slot receiver reps. I yeah. love the Calvin Austin pick. Former track guy. Um, was high it was a uh well recruited player in the sense of was a three star recruit coming out of high school, but was a track guy he and went that to was, Memphis
1: on a track right. Scholarship. Went, that's yeah. the
0: reason why he went to Memphis because yeah. he wanted to run track, and that was the only place we we're going to let him do both. Do both. Right. Yeah, and when you look at Calvin, I mean, he creates separation in a hurry. His run after is is awesome. Um, even though he has to take the top off the defense, skill being a four two guy, I mean, I think they paused it in live action when he ran at the combine and it showed four two zero when he crossed the finish line, which is insane, it's crazy. But to me, even though he has the ability to take the top off the defense, I like him getting the ball on slants and more short route stuff where he's able to just catch it and get you know the ball in his hands early and let him make something happen. I think that's where he's really uh, at his best. But he definitely has return potential in a major way. I also think that he's a smart returner. You can see some of the just telltale things in the sense of he understands the rules. Um, I think he has a clip against Michigan State, if I remember correctly, where he runs one to the house. ball, uh, The punt lands, Michigan State touches it. They don't give the ball to the referee, though. Just because you touch it, that doesn't mean that the play is over on a punt. The offense still has a chance, or excuse me, the return team still has a chance to get the ball and go, and they don't have consequences in terms of losing the ball. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the rules that I saw him understand and do it at a high level, pick it up and take it to the house. A lot of young returners, a lot of returners just in general, they forget that element of it, man. But it was good to see him already understand that at the collegiate level where we know special teams isn't as much of a focus as it is at the NFL level, so it was definitely good to see that. But I definitely think he's going to push Gunner in a major way, man. I'm excited to see how that plays out.
1: No, oh, absolutely. That'll certainly there. There's a lot of things to be intrigued by whenever camp rolls around in July, and that that will definitely be one of them. Thrash tweets us. Uh, by the way, if you want to get in your questions, comments, concerns, and reactions, it's at Wesley Euler at the Body 52. Da the body, of course, on the Twitters on the Bird app. Thrash tweets us and says, should the Steelers be called the brothers now that they have four sets of brothers on the team? They do need to do, like, a a crossover promo with the four brothers moving. Come on, man.
0: We're brothers. We're happy and we're singing in Steelers colors. Bum, 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 bum. Give me a high five. No, you ain't feeling that. I I like it. You got bars. Come on. Should have laid down a beat for you. Come on. nah, man. That's That's for the culture as well, man. That's an OG theme song right there. Is that an OG theme song? I stole it. Wayne's Brothers. It happens. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool. I, I, I'm starting to realize what's the, the, the deep we go into this pop culture, man. I'm starting to get a little nervous over well, here. You know what they say, you, Arthur You Mott's. know what I'm, I'm getting a little nervous, man. There are two Americans, a little Arthur <laughs> Moses. I mean, you man. know what they say. I mean, we had a Taylor Swift reference. You yeah, catch the wave. I'm like, it, Load, Load, Wes. Wait a minute, Wes. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> What do we do? It? All right, let's get the barbecue. You know, all right.
1: you, know it's, you know it's hilarious. All right, so you know that you know that game hurdle. Yeah, yeah I'm familiar. It's like Wordle, but it's it's music. Yes, it's, yes. It's, So you get like a second of a song and uh-huh. you have to guess. Then you get like two seconds of a song. Carter and I play that and we text each other all the time. Uh-huh. And there was a hilarious dynamic between like a couple days ago. It was a Rage Against the Machine song.
0: Ooh, oh, and you I got killed it. That. I got it in one guess, and yeah. Carter
1: got it in like three or four guesses. Uh huh. A couple days before that, there was a Lauren Hill song. Carter got it in oh, one guess. I got it in like three guesses. <laughs> there's, there's, a, there's a funny dynamic there, Arthur. Some say there's two Americas.
0: It happens like that. I'm just glad that we're able to bridge the gap. Yeah, Shout out to the Steelers, lied. baby. You ain't lying.
1: <laughs> Thrash tweets us uh, also and says, wants to know if Moti's got a great Kevin Colbert memory.
0: Well, besides the time when he called me he and said that no no not even now I'm talking about when he, when he said you know we're gonna agree to this contract extension um Ooh. yes yes um that that was one of my favorite moments if I do say so myself yes yes but <clears> hey <throat> and all actually little man um I wouldn't even I mean that's obviously one of my favorite moments because it was what I like to call like my life's work in a sense sure getting drafted was obviously a major goal for me but that was never the end goal the end goal for me was to make enough money to change the trajectory of my family um, and the generations to come sure and you know he allowed me that opportunity number one by allowing me to come here in free agency but then number two by just holding true to his word him and coach Tomlin in the sense of you take a chance switching positions coming on the uh, vet minimum deal And if it works out, we will compensate you. We will take care of you. And they definitely held true to that. And even when negotiations were sticking at a point, they still were able to go above and beyond what they had promised. And more than I was anticipating anyways, when I first came to Pittsburgh. So, I mean, for me, that's always a moment that's going to stick out to me with him. But as a whole, I just always love just his temperament, man. Like, when when you think about a guy that has brought in the players that he's brought in, Whether it's draft free agency, the success that he's had in terms of talent acquisition. And when I tell you he is one of the most knowledgeable guys of players. And not just on-field, but, like, intimate. Like, I know this Mm -hmm. about you. I know Mm -hmm. that about you. And just being so humble in the sense that it doesn't matter if you were a pro Bowl, all pro for him, or just a guy. When you're with him, man, he's going to talk to you. You're going to understand that he knows exactly why he brought you on, why he kept you on, what he thought you did well, and and things that he thought that you could improve upon. But he's always honest. And and, and this is my perspective. I'm sure not everybody has that same perspective. But for me, that was always something that I valued with him. I mean, it's times where I'm sitting down and it's – Jason Gildon on one side of me, and, you know, you you got uh, um, a <clears> big <throat> on Aaron Smith the other side of me. And I'm like, man, Kevin ain't worried about nothing about what I'm talking about over here, man. In <laughs> fact, he probably don't even remember any of this type of stuff because it, it was after I had played here. Sure. You know, but I come back, you know, two years later, and he's like, nah, man, we're having a conversation. It's like, no, this dude really... Understands, he really remembers, he really takes time to make you feel like you're a person, not just an employee. So for me, that was always the thing that I loved about Kevin Cobra, man. I just thought that you know he really embodied that steeler way. And every time I see him, even now, you know whether we're in non-football sense, because obviously right. we have a working right. relationship just with us being on the radio and then part of the media. But even when I'm I'm seeing him out on the town or at different community events. It's never an uncomfortable feeling. It's always love. It's always appreciation, and it's always respect. And as a player, that's what you want. You know, you want to feel like you know this guy respects me, even though I wasn't a Hall of Famer or All Pro. Right, like right. You still want to feel like there was some level of appreciation and some level of mutual respect. And it's always been that case from my perspective with Kevin Cobra, and I don't take that for granted because absolutely, I've seen the other side of those guys where you know it isn't like that. You don't feel valued. You don't feel respect. You feel like, hey, man, if I were to pass a Way, God forbid, this dude probably wouldn't even know I was on his team type situation. You know, with Kevin Corbett, he just never gave that type of energy. So I always respect that about him.
1: And that's awesome because I I, I know you don't take that for granted. I don't take that for granted. Not everybody's boss is like that. Mm-mm, not at all. Not at <laughs> all. You mentioned that never like, yeah. no no awkwardness after the fact. None of that. That's I mean, that's not the think. case in every working relationship. because yeah, you got to think.
0: I mean, you know we had multiple times in our relationship where it was great and then where it wasn't so great. I'm not going to sit here and act like my four years of being here. I never had complaints, right? and he never had complaints with my play, and it's not like we never addressed them either. But it was always a respect factor. It was always that I can come and talk to you about this, I can feel like this, and I know that whatever you say, even if I don't agree with it, Mm -hmm. I know it's honest. And that's all you want at the end of the day. Absolutely, And I felt like he consistently delivered that, even though I didn't agree with it all the times. And I would voice that as well. <laughs> it always worked out. though. It was always a, okay, I understand. This is why. Okay, thank you for that. Because you didn't even have to give me that. You could just simply say, I'm the GM. You're the player. Shut up. But right. it was enough that it's like, no, this is why. And even, like I said, if I didn't like the answer, it was still... This is why. So at least you got some type of justification, some type of reason sure. behind it, man. So like I said, for me, I always appreciated that and valued that about him.
1: And I know you're being honest because, uh, you know, they, there's an old adage in radio that a lot of times the, the best conversations happen during break or yes. happen off yes. air. much doesn't feel that way about all his former GMs. i right? sh- put it that way and we're moving on. Arthur Mudd, all those nice things he I just said know. about Kevin Colbert, I know he means them because he does not feel that way about all his former GMs.
0: And I've th- I've been on record talking about them as well. Your Honor, I have no further uh, comment. Uh, and a lot of it is that I don't really want to dive into that guy. Oh, oh, you know, I just, you know, I don't really like to talk about that too much. I mean, every opera every situation has a reason, has a purpose. You know, it's a lot of that. Uh, you know,
1: so I've been told. <laughs>
0: Yo, I can't stand you. Why would you do that? Stop, stop, stop.
1: <laughs> Steeler fan in Hawaii tweets us and says, Aloha, listening here bright and early in Hawaii. Yeah, it's like six hours behind yeah, us. Yeah. Uh, please give a shout-out to Kevin Colbert for his years of support and success. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we have mozi just some nice some nice words there. And, and like I said, 22 seasons, only one losing season, two Super Bowls, three appearances, 10 division titles, um, all the Hall of Famers drafted and mind you most of them you know not in the top 10 that's that's the thing that I'll say maybe that's the the best you know way that I that you can give kevin colbert props just if you narrow it down like it's hey it's a lot easier if you're the cincinnati bengals to find joe burrow and jamar chase when you're when you're picking them you know first and what was it third or fifth yes. overall and kevin colbert was never in that position as, as Steelers GM. Uh, ben Roethlisberger wasn't a top 10 pick. Troy Palomalu wasn't a top 10 pick. Cam Hayward, T.J. Watt, Antonio Holmes, Antonio Brown, Lev Bell. I mean, the lists go on and on and on. Even Marquis Pouncey and David mm-hmm. DeCastro. Yeah, they were first-rounders, but they weren't top 10 easy selections. Uh, Matt Williamson did the research on this over the Combine. Kevin Colbert's average draft pick selection in his 22 years with the Steelers in the first round was like 24 and a half was the average spot that he was picking in the draft. Um, and to be able to keep this thing humming for that long is pretty, pretty, pretty good. CC Ryder. I would to- agree. CC Ryder tweets us and says, um, I still believe in Mitch Trubisky. Let's say he exceeds expectations this year in the Steelers win a playoff game. Would we consider Kenny a wasted pick?
0: Um, I don't think Kenny is ever going to be considered a wasted pick because of the timing of it and the nature of it. Right now, we had – I mean, before the draft, we currently had two players on the roster. One guy had started here, but it was a mixed bag of reviews and we really weren't confident in him going forward. Mr. Trubisky, we know that he is a higher pedigree guy, but he's also quote-unquote failed at a location, sure. you know, which was where he was taking number two overall. And then all he did last year was essentially sit behind a great really quarterback. quarterback. <laughs> so with that, there's a lot of speculation and – optimism slash pessimism surrounding both of those guys. So I think that to feel confident, you needed to bring in another guy, which was why we talked about bringing in quarterback, whether it was early in the draft, late in the draft. I know I kind of liked the thought process of bringing a guy earlier, so it was more legitimate competition. I also talked about Baker Mayfield, just in the sense that we, don't, we didn't have a proven guy in-house. So bringing in Kenny, I think that, number one, if he beats out Mitch, great. But if he doesn't, well, at least we know for certain that Mitch was the best option going into this year. And from there, you just look at it as I have a high-end depth piece in terms of mm-hmm. Kenny Pickett, who he had a first-round grade and actually took him in the first round. And he's also going to be on a relatively team-friendly contract. It's not as if you know he's breaking the bank with the new structure of the CBA for first-round draft picks. So in that vein, I don't think that it's a wasted pick whether he starts or never beats out Trubisky. I think that it's just what you needed to do at the time. You can make a case of whether you took him at 20 or if you took him in the third round like the other quarterbacks went, but I think that's a different conversation sure, sure, in, this, in, in contrast to if it was a wasted pick or not.
1: Yeah, I'm with you, and I know there's been a lot of that. Well, could they have gotten Kenny in the second round? Could they have right. traded and down? I, and like
0: I said, that's a different conversation, you know?
1: Yes, and I'll, and I'll always you say can this make a, a
0: case for that.
1: Yeah, be, like we could we could, we could, could have that conversation, and right. you could pick one side, and I could pick the other, and but we if, could have but an interesting I, debate. I but, think
0: at the end of the day, if you got the guy that you really wanted, right. does it matter?
1: Well, and you know what? I'll say this. If you got the guy, if Kenny Pickett ends up being the guy, you would rather have taken him in the first round. Do you know why, Arthur Motes? Mm-hmm. Then you get the fifth-year option. This this true? It gives you one less year, or sorry, it gives you one more year of Kenny on a cheaper contract mm-hmm. before you have to pay him franchise quarterback yes. money. So, you know that that's the that's the loan downside of like a Dak Prescott or a Russell Wilson, the third or fourth round picks that end up being really good quarterbacks. You got to pay him a year earlier than you mm-hmm. have to pay the first round guys.
0: Yes, indeed, that is very so accurate. That's right that's there, the man.
1: one thing too. Yinzer Steve tweets us and says. I mean, look at me. See, you were throwing me under the bus on Friday. You got me defending KP right what? now. Yinzer Steve tweets us, and we've gotten this tweet from a couple other people as well too. Surprised that the Steelers didn't take a running back?
0: Um, No, because they did address that through uh, free agency or, or after the draft, the free agency. They brought in a couple of uh, guys that are going to be able to hopefully, you know, take a little bit of that pressure off that workload off of Najee. What would you have liked to have seen them get a higher-end guy? Sure, you can make a case for it, but at the end of the day, I don't necessarily hate it because we're only looking for 30% right. out of that backup guy. you already used up
1: the, yeah. the highest pedigree pick last year on Correct. one.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, as long as you can just find somebody to emerge out of that group of undrafted slash, uh, was it Benny Snell and um, Anthony McFarlane, mm-hmm. As long as you can find somebody that can work. There's still some work. veterans out there yeah. that they can pick up, too. Well, and the thing is, too, man, you know how this thing goes, man. These guys get the opportunity in OTAs. If they're not feeling confident in them, they, they can, can always go shopping. go shopping. Yep. And in worst case, you always can go on the, uh, the 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 bargain rack at the end of training camp, right before the season starts when everybody's making the cuts. You know, it's always going to be a surprise veteran, always a surprise player getting released mm-hmm. during that time frame, and that mm-hmm. can be another way to fulfill that position if the guys that we currently have in-house can't get the job done.
1: I think that's well said. Jonathan tweets us and says, overreaction Monday. Oh, boy,
0: here we go. Gotta overreact. I love Steelers
1: it. Steelers' Super Bowl window opens again in 2023 if Kenny Pickett is an above-average starter. Cheap quarterback deal for a few years. Keep the defense together. Top five unit continue to upgrade the offensive line if it doesn't improve this year. Weapons on offense are also young. I mean, when you lay it out like that, I don't know if it's an overreaction. That's a, that's a, a list of a few things that has to happen. Right,
0: but... but <clears throat> I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, yes, everybody has the optimism. And you should have the optimism this time of year. Uh, it's just that's why everyone loves the draft. Right. right. I mean, draft everybody and free agency had the best draft. You ever. feel like every player is going to hit. You feel like every decision is going to be perfect and we're all going to win. It changes a little bit when the season starts because, you know, guys have to go through that process and actually have to go through that journey. And that's the part where, you know, it gets a little bit. You know, not as simple and as linear as we just broke it down right there. But either way, I mean, I don't think that it's bad to have that reaction or that feeling right now. You should be optimistic about these guys.
1: Yeah. I uh, That's 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 what you want to be this time of year.
0: You'd rather be optimistic than, like, bummed out. I don't think any team should be bummed out at this time mm-hmm. of year. It's just part of it. That's true. I
1: mean, I guess maybe if you're like – yeah, you know, like the Browns, and you didn't pick till the third, but,
0: but there was a but, reason for yeah, that too. But, but yeah. still, once again, the same way we talk up our players.
1: Oh, they're doing the same thing, right? Yeah, that's what I'm Cleveland saying. In Cleveland right now, they're saying, "I can't believe we got David Bell that late uh, in the exactly. draft. Yeah,
0: first round wide receiver." Right. The, the same way as people that talk about Kenny Pickett, like, "Yep, man, I knew it was." I'm so glad. Da, da 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 It's like, all right, they're gonna do the exact same things in, in the Tennessee, sa- right? You can't believe we got Malik Willis that late. And, and let's be real, the same way that we that, that certain people get overly defensive when you say something negative about any one of our draft picks or if a Kenny Pickett, if you don't think he's going to be a world beater, you're a hater, those fan bases feel the exact same way about their guys. So that's all I'm saying. It's like, man, you can feel what you want. That's the beauty of this time of year. The, the evidence will happen, will come to play when the season starts, and we got to see them do it on a week-in and week-out basis. That's where the separation starts. So for me, I'm excited for that part, man, but this is still a good, fun time to be, man, or a fun time to be in.
1: A uh, couple funny tweets here from Adam and Randy as it related to the Mike Tomlin hair story that I told in the first segment mm-hmm, of the show. Mm-hmm. Adam tweets and says, My hair started thinning out when I was 20. Shaved it off and never looked, ble- never looked back. I was just glad. Uh, I was blessed with a nice shaped head. You know, glass half full. <laughs>
0: Randy, hey, man, it's all perspective, <laughs> it's baby. All perspective. all perspective.
1: Randy says, I used to have a huge afro in braids. I started going bald at 22. I'm 34 now. Me and Wolf have the same amount of hair. <laughs> Live it up with the hair as long as you can, Wes. What's your guys' thoughts on drafting a second quarterback quarterback instead of going the UDFA route
0: um I think man once again if that's the guy that they truly wanted go for it I'm sure people will say the same thing like you talk about the, the Kenny Pickett move. oh man why'd you get him so early you could have waited a little bit but that was the guy they wanted so with Chris uh Ola Dukun, if they felt that that was their guy and they didn't want to wait for him to go to the, you know, to to hope that he will sign with them uh, as an undrafted free agent, then go ahead and draft him because there is a difference. When you draft a guy, he cannot tell you, hey, man, or technically he could, but at that stage, you don't find a lot of those guys saying that they do not want to come on board and do not want to be drafted. Right. Whereas when you're an undrafted free agent, you get to determine who you go to. You get to pick up the phone and talk to multiple teams, and then you play them against each other in the sense of, well, Steelers, You don't guarantee our base salary, but you'll upgrade our overall signing bonus. Well, this team over here is willing to guarantee my base salary and upgrade my signing bonus. Right. Now you have an issue. Now you're playing the game of do I want to pay this undrafted free agent draft pick money or do I want to, you know – go a different route go ahead how and how bad do you want that right, undrafted free right. Agent. so that's that's ultimately why i didn't necessarily hate them drafting chris in the seven because if they truly felt that he was their other quarterback that they wanted in-house well shoot man don't compete don't, for don't him. compete go yeah. ahead and get his rights now man maybe that's the guy they had the first round grade on you know they, they, they still said they had three first round grades out there allegedly <laughs> that's the rumor that's just that's, eight. that's Jer- on the jerry street. jerry d's reporting it i mean that's word on the street now
1: um you want to know something funny? Matt, I'd, I'd like to have – Williamson's got to tell you this story sometimes. Mm-hmm. So Williamson worked for the Browns, right? I think most of our yeah. loyal listeners on SNR here, Matt Williamson, who hosts The Drive with Dale Lawley, uh, he worked for the Cleveland Browns as a scout. He also worked for Akron and for Pitt for a little bit as recruiting assistant as well too. Right. So he's got some background in that area. He told me he when he was – that the, the one year that he was with Cleveland before mm-hmm. they came in and cleaned house – he said I was pounding the table for Josh Cribbs late in the draft. Ooh. Josh Cribbs was my guy. Yeah, We didn't end up taking him. And then I was pounding the table for Josh Cribbs as UDFA. And so he said essentially the, the call that I got to make from the Browns was I got to decide how we were going to allocate our UDFA money. Ooh, and okay. he said I gave 90% of it to Josh Cribbs because I, like I, wanted, I knew he was the guy that, that, that we needed. And he was a local kid, you know, from Kent State yep, right absolutely. down the road. And so Williamson was like, that worked out well for us. I still got fired. <laughs> oh. Because, you know, he, like, yeah. like they always do it in Cleveland. A year house, later, yeah. they brought in a new GM and a new head coach and a new everything, and they just cleaned house.
0: Yeah, the clean house, man, is, yeah.
1: It's it's, it's real the out, gift out and the curse. It's, real out it's the gift and the curse. Stormcrown tweets us. I guess Stormcrown, I guess we're back on. Good terms here. Stone Crown right. was, you know, tweeting me some WVU nonsense Oof. on talking that Kenny Pickett nonsense, like you were, you know, trying to get me all riled oh, up. My lord, now acting, nah, nah, acting, acting like I could never be objective, like no, I'm some 13 year old fanboy. You, 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 you just over here. said
0: that you. I mean, when you was like, I don't cheer for players. Like, what do you mean cheer? I was like, Yo, are we really doing this? Do we really have to go down this route, this route again? It just seems so like outlandish. Well, when you I don't say cheer, for, i just standing mean, on the couch, cheer, waving right? my terrible towel. What do you, what do you mean cheer? I don't cheer for anybody. All right, I'm thinking about the show gonna do the next say, day if you don't stop that nonsense you i don't only cheer, cheer for arthur moats I, 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 I
1: what are the odds uh storm crown tweeting this what are the odds uh the team identified Liel last year when scouting johnson and moore watched him this whole year and came to the conclusion that that's our guy certainly a possibility I, i'll tell you this carl dunbar steelers mm-hmm. defensive line coach he went to one pro day this year you want to take a guess where that was? Was it Texas A&M? It was College Station, Ha-ha. Texas A&M. So clearly, yes, they they did like this guy. That's the only pro day that the defensive line coach went to.
0: Yeah, man. Like I said, DeMarvin, man, he is super athletic for his size. Um, I think that he's definitely a guy that you can put a little bit more weight on, and he will be fine playing in that five technique, man. Or like you see, sometimes we go to our sub package balling cam. Hayward will line over the tight end. I think that he can definitely do that. I don't necessarily think he's a space player, but I think, you know, no different than how to it is built, I think that he his frame can definitely develop a little bit more into that. And I think that's why they took him where they took him. Man, the upside for him is there. The athletic ability, the hand placement is there. It's just more so consistency. It's more so can you bulk him up a little bit more? And I think that his frame, like I said, will hold that because right now I think that he's an average athlete if he's playing in space, if he's playing out there as a, a true DN or, or a stand-up guy. Mm. But I think that his athleticism goes to elite or a, a, a really, really good if you bump him inside as a three technique in the sub package ball or in a five technique when we go to our three, uh, our three, four defense.
1: Ooh, Boatsy always laying it down. I just like him, man. I like him a lot, man. We got uh, about two minutes left here. Let's run through some of these tweets real quick. Uh, everybody always likes to chime in on the nickname conversation. You got to have a nickname. Come on, Uh man. Lieutenant Dan's Leg says you got to call uh, Pickens Slim Pickens. Uh, Ooh, I see what you did there. All
0: right, all right. Rod
1: Dalla tweets, uh, he does not like Prius Pickett or Pickett Prius. He mm. says, that's not it, fellas. Let's just keep it simple. Kenny Two Gloves. See, that's, that's, that's stolen valor, that's though. That's stolen. That's That was like my beef with
0: Mapletron. Absolutely. It's, it's, stolen. Valor. it's you gotta, stolen. It's that,
1: stolen. That's, that's Teddy Bridgewater yep. was already Teddy Two Gloves. And it's, it's
0: copywritten, too, and so that's stealing.
1: Even if Kenny Pickett ends up being 20 times better than Teddy it Bridgewater doesn't matter. in the Hall of Famer. Teddy is
0: Teddy Two Gloves. He's
1: Teddy Two Gloves. It's Teddy Two Gloves. Stop it. I'm not down Stop with the it. stolen Stop Valor it. nicknames. I don't like the nicknames that are derived from I other I do nicknames. not either, bro. We got to be unique. Yeah. Don Juan says, uh, "You guys did a great job with all the draft and all the broadcasting for Kenny's nickname. How about Kennyberg or Picketsburg? I think someone tweeted us. I'm going to try and find it right here. Who, who was the one who tweeted it to us? Because I would like to give them credit. But somebody tweeted us today, and of course, I can't find it right now. And said, "You know, with the nickname thing, you got to just let it happen naturally." I would agree, and I I agree too. And I also think we give people nicknames too early. I would like agree in a with sense, that. As you got to well. kind of earn them. Got earn those stripes,
0: unless you want to name yourself well ain't that the truth like our buddy
1: like our buddy the adam adam
0: the crowd man crowley right but yo who calls you that me (laughs) me who gave you that
1: name i remember phil i still remember like three four years ago phil bork being like who gave you that nickname crowd man man. me you can't
0: do that love my dog love love my dog jarvis love my dog lj fort they both nicknamed themselves what's your nickname man I found it what, right what here. What they call you, <laughs> Bloody J? Who, who gave you that name? Me. Me. What? It don't work that way. <laughs> what? It doesn't work that way. <laughs> who gave you that? Zone was
1: the one who tweeted. He said, "Yeah, uh, you got to let Homie get his feet wet and show something. Then yeah, the nickname man, will come." You can't just name yourself yeah, here. Absolutely.
0: What type of organization you think
1: this is? Uh, Top Cat does not like where the Steelers went in the first round. Mm, Top Cat okay. says, "I'm still disgusted by the Steelers for the first time in my lifetime. I can't believe they chose the less talented, average at best, Kenny Pickett." over the more talented Malik Willis. Well, I mean, I can understand that if, if that uh, was the, the guy that of the you NFL wanted. The the NFL wasn't too high on Malik, though it doesn't seem either.
0: I mean, technically, none of the quarterbacks were. Hmm. And that's why, I said for us, we're either the smartest guy in the room or we're the ones who reached. It's, you know? it's, it's
1: got to be one of two things, right? Where everyone in the NFL clearly had Kenny Pickett as their number one guy and the only one that they thought was worth of, worthy of a first-round selection. Mm-hmm. Or... The rest of the NFL, except for the Steelers, didn't have any of these guys rated in the first round.
0: Yeah, my my only issue with the first is we all watched these guys and we all said that they are very, very similar in the sense of we don't feel like no one has separated themselves. Nobody was a clear cut number one guy in this class. I just don't know how we go from that to, oh yeah, he was the only one he separated. It, It was just, it was a clear gap. I'm like, I don't remember ever hearing about this gap until now. We looking at one going in the first, to what two in the third, one in the fourth, another in the fifth. That's you know, but we can spin how we spin it. It's uh, all good. I like
1: it. More nickname suggestions here. Steeler Nation 920 says kerosene Kenny because that boy fire. Kerosene, <laughs> don't mind that Kenny. one. Let's get it Joey O poppin'. says Kenny Pickett's new nickname should be Kenny Touchdowns. Mm. Um, hev says with all that speed at wide receiver, Kenny in the Jets. No, I, 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 I like that. I, I like I, that. That's right, pretty clean. All right, That's pretty clean. Right, there we go. I didn't go that. That's pretty clean I right like there. That, I K-
0: Kenny like K- getting the Jets. Kenny in the Kenny. no Kenny in the Jets. Oh, man. Let's go, man. I can't wait to start Elton John comes to play in Pittsburgh, man. It's, it's happening this year, too, man. I it believe, is. Uh, That's true. Was it September? No. Yeah, September. I was going to say it's- My mom's birthday weekend. September 16th. You going? Come on, bro. Come Is that on, even a question? Kind of question? Don't ask Absolutely, me questions. man. I'm going
1: to John Mayer on
0: Thursday night.
1: Hey, man, you Cin- better turn up. Cinco de Mayer. Oh, you, 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 come on, you better drinking, turn up, man. Drinking margaritas. Yes, indeed.
0: With Mayor Slayer. Yeah. Austin tweets and that's says- That's your guy, too, man. Oh, that's like your know, guy guy. Buddy. That's your guy guy. I'm hey, not sure who's more excited, me or my wife. Listen, <laughs> listen. The, the the way you are about John Mayer, that's how I feel about Pusha T. I saw he was gonna be playing in Philadelphia. I'm like, all right, let me see. Let well, me you see. Can I make any this reason work? To get Come the on, filling. man. Hey, hey man, we get a cheesesteak. see my dog, Push. Come Ooh. on, baby. Hi, right.
1: Austin says Kia Kenny. No, not Kias.
0: I sell Kias. Will Farrell, Kenny hey, man, Powers. Listen, I, I don't have issue. My wife used to drive a kid when I first met her. Kia Sorento. So I always got a soft spot of my heart for the Kia game, man. Alan Jackson, you know, right? way down yonder on Chattahoochee. Well, I like your
1: voice, man. You you got you got some pipes over there, man. We know who running back one is, but what I want to know is who do you guys have is RB two and three? Great show as always, fellas. Thank you, Alan Jackson. Great yeah, we definitely music. Appreciate as you, man. I,
0: I still Snell and McFarland, right? For now. Yeah, right now, absolutely. Yeah. Because I mean, when you look at the unrestricted guys they or undrafted guys they signed, um, obviously you got uh, Mateo Durant out of Duke, mm-hmm. um, and then the other was a Jalen Warren out of Oklahoma State. Yeah, I mean, we're going to see what it looks I like. I don't
1: mind Jalen Warren, but there, there's a reason right. why he went undrafted.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So And there was
1: a pretty big run on running backs there it definitely on the final was, day the draft. Without
0: a doubt it was, man. Yeah. So for me, man, we'll just see how that whole thing plays out, man. But, yeah, I would probably say um, I'll probably go Benny at 2 yeah.
1: and then I think McFarlane so. at
0: 3. I think so as well.
1: Certainly plenty of time for that to change, though. Yeah. Last one, pretty cool here, and John sends a picture as well, too. Uh, he applied for a job with the Steelers back in 2012. Let's go. And said, pretty awesome that I got a personally signed letter from Mr. Colbert, even though it was a rejection letter. And he, he tweets the picture here of, you know, thank you for the, nah, for the, the like correspondence it. of jo- potentially joining the organization at I this, this like time. That, you know, and it's signed, Kevin Colbert, general manager. Nah, man, that's dope, man. That, that is it, pretty it's, cool.
0: At least he took the time.
1: That's that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Pretty. Pretty cool. Folks, ladies and gentlemen, that's gonna be it for the Steelers Blitz today on this Monday. Big thanks to everybody, as always, the participation. Listen, we can we I mean we can feel it when you guys are listening.
0: Absolutely. And
1: through this draft process, you've been listening. We appreciate it. We're not going anywhere. We're gonna keep the conversation going. Um because as soon as we think that things are going quiet, there'll be rookie mini camp and mini camp and OTAs and all that stuff. Because the NFL and the Pittsburgh Steelers never sleep. But everybody, take a deep breath. <gasps> the draft is over, <sighs> and I don't want to hear the term mock draft for at least ten more months. Come all right, on, deal? man.
0: We, we don't get a way too early mock draft or anything, man. Oh, What's I up, get, bro? Get,
1: I, you, uh, Come on, man! Brian Bacco tweeted one out oh, yesterday. Man. Did you see him? Now he was just doing that Brian Bacco, that typical you know provocateur you know. thing that he. does. I, I know how he does it. I but know. he tweeted I out know. a mock draft yesterday. I wanted to drive down to his house in Shaler and give him the business. That'll do it for us today. Thanks to our buddy Chris Carter Absolutely. for joining us on the show as always, giving us his time. Scoop, scoot. Uh, Wednesday we'll have more goodness, more greatness mm-hmm, for you guys. Mm-hmm, Terrence mm-hmm. Garvin going to join us on Wednesday. You probably got to make it happen. You know how give we give us his do. thoughts on the Steelers draft class. It'll be a Moats host Wednesday. Always a bunch of fun. So we'll talk to you guys then. Big shout out to Arthur Motes, the best co-host in a business. But, but, who me? And we'll talk to you guys on Wednesday. As always, you know where to find us. It's high noon on your 24-7 home of the black and gold.
0: Steelers Nation Radio.
1: Well, that's some boys to men vibes right there. <laughs>